Welcome to the Coworkers Podcast with Jesse and Shaney, where every believer is a coworker in God's mission. Welcome back, friends, and happy Easter. We are actually recording this episode while on a completely unexpected trip to escape a strict lockdown in our neighborhood. And to be honest, we forgot our mic. So please do bear with us if our audio isn't awesome. But today we want to share a lesson with you that God has been teaching us that's been really special to our hearts about living in light of the Great Commission as God's people. God has recently been increasing our desire to truly live in light of eternity and to be willing to change maybe some old habits or comfortable routines to line up with what we see in the New Testament. So we've been looking at the scriptures and asking the question, what was normal life like for the early church? What characterized their lives? And this is a bit different of a perspective than some of our previous episodes when we have already looked at Paul's missionary journeys or the six parts of the missionary task. But today we're looking more at the daily lives of the early church and looking for themes, patterns, rhythms that we could find in their lives that we could imitate in our own lives. And today we're going to highlight one important theme that we have found. So Jesse is going to read through nine scriptures from Acts for you, and you listen closely and see what theme emerges. So we're really excited about today and the opportunity to bring this study to you all. This is just like Shaney said, something that the Lord, I feel like, has been working in us and in the lives of our national partners here on the ground, even some of our teammates. And so just excited to share this with you. And I think you'll see as we read through these passages how clearly this comes across. All right, so follow along with me. Listen in well as we read through these nine different passages from the book of Acts. Beginning with Acts chapter 2, verse 46, it says, Day by day, attending the temple and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. The very next verse, 247, says, Praising God and having favor with all the people, referring to the church. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Acts chapter 5, verse 42, And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ is Jesus. Acts chapter 6, verse 1, Now in these days when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. Acts chapter 16, verse 5, So the churches were strengthened in the faith, and they increased in numbers daily. Acts chapter 17, verse 11, They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Acts chapter 17, verse 17, So he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and the devout persons, and in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be there. Acts chapter 19, verse 9, He withdrew from them and took the disciples with him, reasoning daily in the hall of Tyrannus. Acts chapter 20, verse 31, Therefore be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. Okay, there's a quick survey of these passages from the book of Acts. And what do we see? What's the theme that sticks out as you were listening to me read through all of those? Now, obviously, it's the aspect of day-to-day, -day, right? Daily. There was something daily in the life of those new believers. I think you could pick that out, even the repetition there, uh, even without the pregnant pauses and emphasis that I gave to that daily and day-by-day day throughout. There's something key there, I think, like I said, that the Lord has been revealing to us 
as we've been studying these passages and asking that question of what was normal life like for the New Testament people of God, this pattern that emerges was that there was something that was happening daily. There's something about their lives, about following Jesus, about being in community together, about being his people, that was a day-by-day thing. And so that for us has become a, a challenge, a hope that we have been aspiring to and calling others, others to as well. So as we see, as we look through and dig in a little bit more specifically, what are the things that were happening day by day in the life of the New Testament church and in the New Testament mission, even as it left and went out of Jerusalem and, and scattered all across the Mediterranean world? What were the things that were happening daily? So as we read through this, we see there are five things that are referred to as daily in these passages that we read from the book of Acts. Number one, there was daily outreach. There was daily the gospel, the proclamation, the good news of Jesus Christ was going outside of the people of God. So we see that very clearly in Acts chapter 2, verse 47. It says, day by day, the Lord was adding to their number. Later on in the missionary journeys of Paul, he's in in, uh, Athens there in the public place in 1717. He's reasoning in the synagogue with the Jews and devout persons and in the marketplace every day with those who happen to be there. Acts chapter 19, verse 9, that's when he's in Ephesus. He's in the hall of Tyrannus, reasoning daily in the hall of Tyrannus. So there's a public aspect, that public proclamation of the good news of Jesus Christ was happening daily. We don't know exactly what that looked like in the church of Jerusalem, how exactly those people were being added daily. But we know that Paul's pattern appears to be that daily he was involved in public proclamation of the gospel so that other people, so the lost people, would have a chance to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Number two was there was daily time in the Word. Daily time, whether that was teaching or examining. Look what it says there also in Acts chapter 5, verse 42. It says, Every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ is Jesus. So within this, there was some teaching of the believers that had already been gathered alongside of that public proclamation to non-believers. One of the most striking things, I think, one of the most striking examples of this daily aspect was in Acts chapter 17, verse 11. This is when Paul goes to Berea, and it says about the believers in Berea that they received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. So daily, they were in the word. Daily, they were examining. Daily, they were encountering the truth of God. Now, these may be some beginning to believe Uh, We see also that there was just this daily time of teaching as Paul talks about his own, the way that he spent his time among the believers, among the leaders in Ephesus. He says, for three years, I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. And so there's that encounter, not only with the gospel being publicly proclaimed, but there's an encounter within the people of God with the word of God every day with the teaching about Jesus. Number three, there was daily fellowship. Daily fellowship. In Acts chapter 2, it talks about day by day, they were attending the temple and breaking bread in their homes, and they were receiving their food with glad and generous hearts. There was something about that community, that there was a daily aspect to it. Now, we recognize that the way of life at that time uh, makes that much more of a reality, I think, than for some of our distanced and busy schedules these days. But there was something to that. They were drawn together by the fellowship that they shared in Christ, by the new family that they had found in Christ to where they were actually experiencing fellowship day by day with one another. The fourth thing is that there was daily ministry or daily service that was going on. We see this in Acts chapter 6, verse 1. It says, it's talking about, again, the church in Jerusalem. 
by that time had grown very large in number. And it says that there was a complaint against from the Hellenists, that was the Greek-speaking Jews, against the Hebrews because widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. So apparently, the Jerusalem church was caring for these widows daily, providing for their needs daily. Now, we know that there's testimony all throughout that account of the Jerusalem church about how the first believers were coming and selling their goods so that there was no need, so that they were meeting the needs of people who were... Um, uh, you know, in difficult situations. And so that was a daily part of their life together that they were ministering to one another, they were serving one another in the name of Christ. Number five, it seems like there was daily increase, a daily increase of the activity of the kingdom, a daily increase, a growth of the churches. Again, Acts chapter two, verse 47, day by day, the Lord was adding to their number those who were being saved. We see it also in uh, Acts chapter 16, verse five. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and they increased in numbers daily. Now, this is, if you remember, uh, when we talked about the controllables and the uncontrollables when we were talking about movements, this is the aspect that is really the uncontrollable, right? Whether people are going to be added to the church, whether believers are going to respond to the gospel and be added to the people of God, that's something that's only in God's hands. That has to be the moving of the Holy Spirit as He comes in and gives new life to people when they hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And yet, it's significant, I think, that it is mentioned here in the book of Acts that there was this daily growth that was going on. And so at the very least, we could pray for and hope for and expect to see those same kinds of fruits these days as well. And to really ask God to move in that daily way in our ministry and in the ministry of the people that we are alongside and serving alongside. So as we summarize, again, the five things that we see, there's daily outreach, daily proclamation of the gospel. Number two, there's daily time in the Word, daily teaching from God's Word. Number three, there's daily fellowship where God's people want to be drawn together. They want to spend that time together. Number four, there's daily ministry or service. And number five, we see a daily increase in God's activity as people repent, turn to Him, and are added to the household of God. Thank you, Jesse. That was really helpful. And I'm just excited about how God has been revealing this to us and helping us look at our lives and changes that we need to make to our daily schedule. We have people listening who are in have full-time jobs. We also have people who are in full-time ministry. But I hope that all of you are just asking that question, what could this mean for me and my family? How could this Christian life be daily in my own life, in my own ministry? And it might feel, for some of you, difficult or even impossible. I want to encourage you, pray and ask for God's guidance and a desire to be used by God daily. It doesn't necessarily require hours of ministry time every day, but it does require a right way of thinking. Remembering that prayer and lostness are actually the urgent matters having that habit of watching and looking for opportunities to share the gospel, habits of prayer and real fellowship in our lives. And I'm thinking also of the missionaries who are listening, who may be thinking, well, this should just be happening naturally. This is our full-time job. But we all know we can get distracted with good things, with team meetings, with email, and we can miss the main thing. This has been the challenge God has been giving us mm -hmm. as we've been studying this ourselves and together alongside other believers, teammates, national partners, Western and South Asian. We feel this challenge and this desire to have a renewed focus on the things that are eternal and the missionary task. 
And we're seeing this also as a pretty incredible opportunity. It just seems like the Lord is at work, whether it's through lockdown, whether it's through things related to COVID. In one way or another, all of our schedules and our assumptions about how we spend our time and our rhythms, a lot of those have been turned upside down. We're seeing that even here in South Asia, where uh, in a place where there was a lockdown for a long time, a lot of the ministry that was happening, whether that was small groups or even church meetings, a lot of that has moved online. And one of the things that we've seen is that God has actually broken in to this very aspect, this very theme that we're talking about of a daily rhythm, where we're seeing some of the house groups that we're connected to are actually meeting daily now, online. So whereas before, maybe they had to travel, maybe they had to go back and forth from work, their commute was maybe three hours a day. Now, because of the accessibility of the internet, now because of things like Zoom that can be used on cell phones, people are meeting in small groups, getting daily fellowship, daily time in the Word, daily prayer for one another, daily care for each other. And so this is an incredible opportunity. We're seeing God do things that it would have taken us five, seven, ten years to maybe convince people of the reality of this and even the possibility of it. Because for so many of us, we're trapped in the schedule that we have grown used to. We're trapped in this way of life that has become normal to us. And I believe that part of, at least a part of the fruit that's going to come from the COVID pandemic, the lockdowns, in the midst of a lot of difficulty and struggle and a lot of despair, that some of the fruit that God is going to bring is bringing all of us face to face with this question of how do we spend our time? And what did it look like for the first people of God? And and how could daily be more of a reality for us? We want to encourage you all, whether you're a believer with a full-time job and a very busy schedule, whether you're in full-time ministry, let's all look at our schedules. Let's look at how we spend our time and just ask ourselves and ask the Lord if it truly reflects our priorities. I love to think of the illustration of the bucket. And if you have big rocks and little rocks, you should put the big rocks in first and then put the little rocks in and they'll just find their place in the bucket. That has helped me so much. If the Great Commission, if lostness, if eternity and prayer and worship, are these, if these are truly the most important tasks of our lives, my time usage should reflect that. If you can't find that in my daily schedule, my weekly schedule, then those aren't truly my priorities. And so putting those big rocks in first, as we can, depending on our life circumstance, but doing our best, not perfectly, but having that daily prayer. And one of the fruits of this study for me has been just in my morning quiet time, looking ahead at my plans for the day and confessing to the Lord, okay, Lord, all these things, these meetings, these tasks, they all feel urgent to me. I feel busy. I feel like I have to get all these things done. But what I actually know is that the lost people around me not having heard the gospel is actually the most urgent thing. And prayer and worship, these are the most urgent things. So God, help me to live in light of that. Help me to be willing to give up things today that are maybe are optional in my schedule in order to do the most important things, whether they're big or small, whether they take 30 seconds or an hour. So we'll end with just a few ideas for your own action steps. Five ideas. You can take these, see if these will help you in your life in growing and just having this daily aspect to our Great Commission living. Number one 
is every morning surrendering your day to God, asking God, open my eyes to opportunities to share the gospel and to serve and encourage others. Number two, pray for the lost daily. Have a set time to do this. Our team in our city, we pray every day at 12, 12 p.m. So right around lunchtime, Romans 12, 12 says to continue steadfastly in prayer. So we know all of our teammates, our phone alarm is going off at 12, 12. And if you want to join us in that, please do. You can even email us and let us know because we are trying to raise up more intercessors for our city. But have a time. Have your phone alarm set and just pray for the lost every day. Number three, if you're not already reading the word daily, there are plenty of great daily reading plans online, or you can download and use the YouVersion app. There are a lot of great Bible reading plans on that app. Number four, look at the amount of Christian fellowship you have in your life. I don't mean whether or not you're tuning into an online church service every week. I'm talking about real conversations, sharing how you're really doing and what God is teaching you and what you're struggling with and confessing sin, having that fellowship in your life. How often are you getting that? You may not be getting it daily. That's okay. But can you get it weekly? Number five, use your online presence to share biblical hope and encouragement. Whatever that platform is, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it may be, think about the people who follow you and how you can use that platform to speak about Christ and give people hope. And in addition to those five, as you're thinking about personally for you, I want to encourage ministry leaders, some of our missionary coworkers as well, just do this study. Dig in, call your national partners, your team around you to do this, and think through and ask the Lord to reveal how this could be more of a part of your strategy as a whole. As you're thinking about how do I preach the gospel how do we get more of our national coworkers to be preaching the gospel as well? How do we gather these groups together? How can we encourage all of our believers to be meeting daily? What does that look like? What could that possibly mean for us? I think if nothing else, if this study drives us to ask that question for our own ministry plans and for what we dream about our ministry could look like, it should just be that that's a great takeaway. That's a great fruit of it that we should be asking the question of how can I build daily into our lives and into our ministry plans? How could our churches, how could our small groups, how could our plans for church plants look like this daily life? I think so much of what we see in terms of the enduring faith, in terms of the enduring persecution, the growth of the church in the New Testament, a lot of that was linked to this idea that people were desiring to be together daily. They were seeing the activity of God daily. They were living out the life of God daily together as they were going about this work together on mission. And so I want to just encourage you to do that. We're going to put the study of these passages, a very simple study, on our podcast webpage. The scriptures that we looked at, they're going to be in our episode notes. And so in our next episode, we're going to look at another aspect of what normal life looked like for God's people according to the New Testament pattern. So we look forward to seeing you then.